Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor J.D. says something fairly profound today. With all respect to our president, Donald Trump, our desire as Christians should be to make heaven great again. Why? Well, Pastor J.D. reminds us of the answer to this question today. America isn't our home. Of course, we want to see blessing here in the United States, but our home, our eternal place, is in heaven. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 7th, 2018. We're going to do something a little bit different today as it relates to looking specifically at prophetic developments in the Middle East, which is what we usually do on a weekly basis. And Lord willing, we'll resume that uh, next week. Uh, This for two reasons, one of which is that two weeks ago we finished our study through Ephesians. I thought this would be a good time kind of as a break in between, uh, starting up in uh, the book of Ephesians. Uh, Philippians, which is the next book, and Lord willing, we'll commence with that study next week. Also, I was gone, as you know, last week, had the privilege of uh, being one of the speakers at Jan Markell's conference in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. But it was during that time, and actually for the last couple of weeks, I've spent some time praying and fasting and really seeking the Lord concerning the experience that I had uh, while there this last weekend. That's what I want to talk about and share with you. While I was there, I was privileged to meet and speak with so many brothers and sisters in Christ, many of whom are going through some very difficult trials, and they uh, shared those with me, and I got to tell you, I I went to this conference to minister, but I'm the one that got ministered to. It was such a privilege and such a blessing, and there were also some powerful testimonies. One of which I want to share at the end about the ABCs of salvation. The takeaway for me from all that I experienced was that of evil increasing in this world seemingly by the day, seemingly evil waxing worse and worse with each passing day. And certainly the last couple of weeks, I think we saw that. 
I want to begin with this One News Now article on Monday about how the Arch of Baal, also known as the Arch of Palmyra, was reconstructed at the Capitol Mall in Washington, D.C. I don't know if you heard about this or not, but pictured here is the replica of the arch that frames the nation's capital. It's important to understand that Baal was a false pagan god, the false god of power, the god of fertility, and the evil practice of child sacrifice. For those of you who were with us when we were in our study in the Old Testament, in the books of the Kings and even the Chronicles, we were introduced to a very evil king. In fact, we're told that he was the most evil king in the history of Israel, King Ahab. And even more evil was his wife, Queen Jezebel. They were the ones who introduced the worship of Baal. And I don't know if it's possible to overstate the significance of what having this arch there signifies and means. This evil display comes at a time when this nation is in the throes of an intense battle between good and evil. The aforementioned One News Now article quoted Jan Markell, who actually briefly shared about this at the conference. Here's the quote. Why is any country, let alone America, let alone our nation's capital, celebrating the temple of Baal? Listen, interesting. It was the same week that this Kavanaugh situation was exploding. And, still quoting, My frank opinion is that the whole Kavanaugh debacle is all about child sacrifice as well. The whole issue at stake in the Kavanaugh contention is that the left is afraid their child sacrifice sacrament is going to be taken away, which would be abortion. And it was child sacrifice going on in the temple of Baal millennia ago. So there's an eerie parallel here, end quote. And I'll add, there's also an evil parallel here as well. Yesterday, when Judge Kavanaugh was confirmed, I was struck with this sense that the battle's not over. And actually, my sense is that it has the propensity to get even worse. 
It's evidenced by this Fox News report from just this morning about House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi vowing to continue the fight, not only at the ballot box in November, but even impeachment proceedings afterwards. Now, let me hasten to say that this is not a battle between Democrats and Republicans. It's not a battle between liberals and conservatives. It's a battle between good and evil in the spiritual realm. And I would submit that it's likely to get even worse than any of us could possibly imagine. Let me just say concerning the likes of a Nancy Pelosi and those of her ilk, um, they're not the enemy. Would you agree that they need Jesus? Would you agree that Jesus died for them, that Jesus loves them, that they need the Savior? But you know, it's interesting because um, actually as I was flying to Minnesota, the uh, hearings were going on on that day. It was on that Thursday. And uh, there on the plane, everybody was watching the uh, testimony from both Ford and as well subsequently Kavanaugh. And the tension, I mean, I was actually sitting next to a guy um, on the plane that told me that he believes Ford and that Kavanaugh is a <laughs> gang rapist. Well, that uh, kind of made for an interesting discussion on the, <laughs> the very long flight. And I just shared with him, you know, my thoughts on it and but it was just so interesting because it, it dawned on me that Satan has succeeded in large measure in dividing and conquering. This is textbook when it comes to the strategies of Satan. And uh, we just talked about that at the end of our study through Ephesians in the sixth chapter. Well, I realize that what I'm about to say might sound a little strange, but I say it nonetheless. I truly believe that the increase of evil is a good thing. Now, before you stone me to death... <laughs> Hear me out. I would argue that what's happening in the world is readying us for the next. And I say that by virtue of how evil in this world causes us to loosen our grip on this world and the things of this world. It's only when we suffer in this world that we long for the Lord to take us out of this world. Would you agree with that? I know for me, 
when things are going good, I mean, I still want the Lord to come back, but not like I want the Lord to come back when things aren't going good. (laughs) When things are going not good, I want the Lord to come back yesterday. And that's by God's design. Join me in Romans, the eighth chapter, where the Apostle Paul, I'll read from verses 18 through 25, says by the Spirit, I consider, some of your translations render it, I reckon, that's for you all brothers and sisters down south, I reckon, that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And I want to draw your attention to verse 20 in particular. Listen. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Hang on to that. I want to come back to that. That the creation, verse 21, itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning, as in the pains of childbirth, right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. I can't wait. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But, verse 25, if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. What's Paul saying in verse 20? He's saying that, and this might jam some gears in Jesus' name, (laughs) he's saying that it's God's will, God's design, if you will, to subject us to this frustration and present suffering so as to redirect our hope from earth to heaven. Do you believe that? It's His will. Why? Because this world is not our home. We're only passing through. We are pilgrims. We are nomads. I hesitate to use uh, the word alien, (laughs) but we're aliens here. We're foreigners here. This explains why it is that Christians suffer more in this world, not their home, 
than non-Christians ever will, because this is their home. Does that make sense? Let me say the same thing in a different way. We as Christians in this fallen world, not our home, suffer in ways that the non-Christian never will. And it's God's will. How about that? And you understand why it's God's will. He doesn't want us to get too comfortable down here. He doesn't want us to dig our roots down too deep down here. And here's the thing. We, as God's people, have the knowledge of the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus the Christ. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 8. Listen to what Solomon says. He says, for with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. What? What's he saying? What he's saying is that what comes packaged with our wisdom and knowledge of the truth brings sorrow and grief. I think about what we're told of the Savior, that he was acquainted with much sorrow and grief. And oh, by the way, there's what we know as the fellowship of his sufferings. I think about what Luke wrote, recorded in Acts. I want to say it's about chapter 18. I I can't quote the verse. It might be verse 4. But he says to this effect, that it's through much tribulation slash suffering that we enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, we don't want to hear that. Come on, let's be honest with ourselves. I don't want to hear that. Through much tribulation, much suffering, many trials, that's how I enter the kingdom of heaven. That we have the fellowship of His sufferings down here on earth. Why? Because we know the truth. We know what's coming. And we know who's coming. And when he does come, he won't be the suffering Savior on the cross. He'll be the righteous judge on the throne. (laughs) That's not something that's talked about in many a pulpit today. Judgment is coming. I think of the description that John writes in Revelation, the first chapter. His eyes like fire. His mouth, the two-edged sword of his word. You know what he's got in his hand? John describes the keys to Hades and death in his hand. There's a presupposition here in all of this, and it's that the evil in this world will be such that God will have to judge in the end. Stay with me on this. The problem is that we 
as God's people are still here in this evil world. And we're subjected to the groaning frustration, if I can say it that way, as we see it wax more evil by the day, but God. I love those two words. They change everything. But God takes that groaning, and as only He can, He uses that groaning to get our eyes off of this evil world in the temporal and on heaven in the eternal. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, the Apostle Paul is writing. Listen to what he says, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. I see that every time I look at my face in the mirror (laughs) every morning. (laughs) Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. And then he says this, kind of interesting, for our light and momentary troubles. This is the Apostle Paul we're talking about. Our light and momentary troubles? Yeah. Are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So, listen, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Doubtless you've heard it said that we can become so heavenly minded, we'll be of no earthly good. Have you heard that famous quote? You'll forgive me, but I respectfully disagree. I couldn't disagree more. I think it's the opposite that's true. I know for me personally, the more heavenly minded I am, the more earthly good I want to do. The more earthly good I will be. Being heavenly minded gets my eyes on eternity which makes me seek to reach the lost for eternity. Eternity isn't just where my home is. Eternity is where my hope is. Are you kidding me? I know I've said this before. I hope you don't tire of me saying it, and I hope you don't look at me less for saying it, but were it not for my hope being in the return of Jesus Christ at the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ, and this is not hyperbole, and again, I hope you don't think less of me, but I would literally go out of my mind. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.